0: podcast offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves with you today and myself is Nerdy george and with me here today the maven of masks my mom
1: i am the maven of Masks. I've, I've got on the sewing machine for you one um, with the curious george fabric
0: i have some i have always get compliments on my masks i really do everyone always
1: you, you've got some some unique ones oh yeah no you've I, got care bears
0: i got care bear ones. did you
1: wear care bears
0: Yes, I did, and I had a lot of comments on it too. <laughs> Good or bad? People were very kind of curious about it. It was like, "What's up with the Care Bears?" It was like,
1: <laughs> "It's it, it it's, was Valentine's, Valentine's
0: Day." Valentine's Day, yeah. So, so we it finally happened. One division ended last night. All nine episodes of it, and we want and we wanted to talk about it because not only did we get the chance to talk about a cool Marvel series. Um, but coming up next on Disney Plus is going to be um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is, should be another series of stuff. And um, really, like, WandaVision really does kick off the Phase 4 of uh, the MCU now.
1: I'm, I'm really curious about about WandaVision because I've had several friends, of course, post on Facebook, but also, um, you know, tell me it's just this cool send-up of 60 sitcoms. I'm a I'm a mm-hmm. child of the 60s. Um uh, 60 sitcoms and modern stuff.
0: So, so yeah, so having watched it, you if you love your sitcoms from the 60s and all throughout over the ages here, like it's a literal send-up of a lot of that. Do they do Mr. Ed? No, they oh. don't do it. They don't do a Mr. Ed, but again, like Mr. Ed's the best. Keep in mind, like the first couple episodes are in black and white.
1: Well, you know, and 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 actually, you know, for 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 those of us who, who remember, things like Bewitched were originally in black and white, and then moved to color. Hogan's Heroes was in black and white, and they moved to color. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't imagine they did Hogan's Heroes. That would totally sell your father. No, too bad. Again, they're it all something wrong about about a Nazi prisoner camp, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. but like to keep in mind that it also was like as a child not fully understanding the full gravity of the details kind of understanding like i understood they were in like a nazi camp but it was world war 2 but like i you know like it's a very silly sort of thing at the end of the day i mean like it's, it's
1: very silly but remember at the time it was only 20 you know years, years before yeah. yeah and and so it's actually kind of a sensitive subject i'm curious how to see to see how they balance today's um perception of race mm mm-hmm. mhm with the '60s perception of race, because with the exception of things like the Bill Cosby show, um, which there was a, a Bill Cosby show in the '60s that that had him as an athletic coach, mm-hmm. um, really TV was very white. Yeah. So, I'm curious as to how they do that. Do they do Gilligan's Island?
0: No. I, oh my gosh. They're all they're all family sitcoms. Oh okay. So like bewitched. So it's like Bewitched, Dick Van Dyke. I dream of Genie. Um Brady Bunch. Oh, okay. So like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yep. So uh, again if you like that, I mean like it's it's a, it's an interesting take here. So um having watched it here, like it's it's moving things along in an interesting way, developing characters. What we have to remember though is that like we've been waiting on Phase 4 since Spider Man at this point. So um The way the MCU has kind of broken itself up is based off their Avenger movies. So when you finally got to the first Avengers movie back in 2012, that was what they considered the end of Phase 1. So 2008 through 2012, 2013. And then you had Phase 2, which was 2013 until 2015 with Age of Ultron, the second Avengers movie. And then Phase 3 was the Infinity War and Endgame. So that comprised all of Phase 3.
1: Okay, so what? So of of what's been out there so far, what's your favorite?
0: Uh, my favorite piece. Yeah. Um. See, I've always been a big fan of Doctor Strange because, like, it's the guy you go to when you need something that's magical and, and kind of an odd sort of sense here. But like, he doesn't always play a huge role in everything else that's happening. It's very much like the the go to guy, you know, He's like the added you, piece. Yeah, he's a cool added piece that you, when you need when something magical happens. Um, Someone
1: refer to him as MacGyver. I'm like, no, you got that totally wrong.
0: No, 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 no. Again, Doctor Strange is just like a magic guy. You know, he's he's your classic wizard at the end of the day. minus the staff and the cool hat.
1: But he's got a he's got sort of a, he he has sort of a cool sort of Gandalf philosophy too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, and, and I think after that though, I've had a lot of fun with. Um, this newer take on, uh, Thor and Thor Ragnarok was a, was a really fun, of fun. The the,
1: the fat, the fat Thor?
0: Oh no, not, (laughs) end game game Thor being a fat Thor. No. Sorry. Still a very popular call.
1: Ragnarok was on television the other day and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, it's like, it's a fun kind of campy romp, you know, I really appreciated the first Guardians of the Galaxy, um. And then I actually. And
1: who doesn't love an evil brother?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, Loki is is is.
0: Oh yeah. A absolutely.
1: fun evil brother because he's not.
0: Um, I mean, he's an evil brother, but I mean, like he—he's
1: he's more of a malcontent than he is evil. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. I can he, see that.
1: He he wants to be chaos, but he doesn't really have.
0: He has he has the chops for it, but he's not good at it. Yeah. You know, like he wants to rule the world, but he doesn't really quite know how to get there. Well,
1: I think he just really wants to screw it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, again, the goddess of the, the god of tricks and pranks. Yeah. Um, after that, again, I love um, Captain America: Winter Soldier because it's just that cool spy sort of thing going on there, and huge stressage of the huge.
1: I, I'm a fan of Civil War.
0: I like Civil War too, a lot too, because again, I find that it kind of has this. It's one of the movies in which I really do think it like, would have been better as an Avenger movie, but I'm kind of glad because we don't have uh, certain characters in there that would kind of... Not necessarily add or determine, you know, like having the Hulk and Thor in there would kind of make it more tricky, I think, to have a Civil War.
1: I, 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 I liked Civil War because I thought it asked questions mm-hmm. that were, worth, were that were worth asking.
0: Yeah, and... And I think the Marvel movies have done a really good job of, of playing that in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, but again, probably one of my favorites is still going to be Black Panther. I, 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 I love Black Panther. I, it's such a. I love
1: the idea of it, of a sort of an alternate universe. Well, I, I
0: I just love the way everything looks. I love the music. Like. Yeah. You know that visually, v- visually, visually, it's very. What I love about the music is that the director for it and the. Both the director and the and the and the person who scored the music. The guy who scored the music knew almost a year and a half to two years before the movie ever came out that they were doing this. And so he went and researched all this African music and all these instruments and all this other stuff here and was able to create, create music that was very kind of authentic to um, the world at the end of the day, intentionally.
1: That movie just has such a... Uh... Unique feel
0: mm-hmm. because
1: it really does take me to
0: a world outside of that we've ever seen before.
1: Yeah, and 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 mind you, you know, I I've, I've been to a number of parts of Africa. I've been to Zimbabwe and Zambia and South Africa and Uganda, and then also Northern Africa, Egypt and, and Morocco. And um, I have a real appreciation for um, for African art. I have I have some. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an awesome set of. Of uh, pewter panthers, leopards, leopards, um, that are quite actually quite large. Um, so to see to see the richness of that culture, which which visually when you're there is is just amazing. Mm-hmm. To see the richness of that culture, emphasized and um, and highlighted was really. I think they did a really good job. Of really portraying it,
0: oh yeah, I, I
1: don't know I don't know how to put to words what I'm trying to, it's I'm like trying to say it's like a
0: celebration of like black culture and it really did feel like it was like you know it, it, and again, a major a majority you know African American to black uh, to African caste mm-hmm. um, and you know directed by you know directed by you know another a, a very prominent, african-american um director here as well and again i mean and it really does show like like everyone knew that like hey we get one chance at this guy's like let's just make it count oh it's so well done oh yeah Uh, and
1: and i like the way he that that they featured black panther in um endgame
0: and uh, in infinity war infinity war yeah because again like it's basically he's basically like There's Infinity War and then his portrayal in Endgame, you know, like it's really a shame that that particular actor died, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then I'm actually really interested to see what happens with uh, Captain Marvel, too. Yeah. Because, um, because again, I kind of grew up on on the 80s, 90s uh, version of Captain Marvel, and while I appreciate this new Mm -hmm. version of Captain Marvel, I'm, I'm curious to see... Uh, where it goes to next, so you like
1: the older version better?
0: No, I actually like this newer version better because I think it actually treats the character much better than it did the older version. Um, but it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting change that the character has had, and I wonder yeah. if they'll ever bring up some of her older plots and other older material at the end because the there's a wealth of of material, and she's been a lot of older stuff um, well into the past, but. It's never been, but I I wonder whether they want to bring up some of that tragic history from before at all. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm 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 really curious to see where she is, and I'm curious. I mean, she's kind of curious to see what she does at the end of the day. But we're talking about Wanda, who in and of herself is a weird thing. So to set, so let's set the stage for you first. Uh So, um, like I said before, we haven't seen a real major Marvel thing since. Um, 2019's um, Spider-Man Far From Home which basically takes place a couple of weeks or maybe a couple maybe two or three months after what everyone's kind of calling the blip or the snap where everyone yeah. kind of returned Yep. Um, and sets so kind of the world into chaos where like well 50% of your population just came back after five years and everyone's kind of like what?
1: And they didn't age
0: they didn't age no which is fair,
1: which is fair, but but I mean, it seems like like you had an older brother, an older sister who's like now way older, yep, or 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 now younger than you. You might have had an older sibling that's now younger than you.
0: Well, again, like Atman's daughter, who would have been just like, um, you know, I think was just turning ten is now or ten or eleven was now 15, 16 years old. Yeah, you know, and a lot older looking than. Which she was beforehand, but I mean yeah. that's fine. You've got other characters that um you know that again, I mean, like you have like Peter Parker here who like basically like lost five whole years of his life. and so other kids that were in his class are now like much older than him, which is a point in one of the, in one of the movies here, again, I mean yeah.
1: like, are we drinking age, yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it, the movie actually asked that question. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting,
0: and it's also kind of interesting. Do you put in your date of birth, and do you make do you check a box that says I was bl- I was snapped or blinked at that point? Yeah. So, um, when we get to the case of um, now, again, mind you, we've had uh, the Black Widow, which has kind of been waiting in the wing here since two 2000- thousand. Is it out? Not yet. No. They're, they're, they're aiming for the summer of 2021 now. It's, the film has been fully wrapped up and fully done here since, um, you know, the beginning. You see, it's kind of since the, the spring of 2020 with the intention of releasing it in the summer of 2021 or 2020 here. And then we had this pandemic, I think it was called, that kind of happened around <laughs> us. Um, and so as a result, they kept pushing it back and back. Eventually... Um, Wonder Woman, uh, nineteen eighty four, which was also set to come out in the yeah. summer, eventually they just said, F it, we're just going to push it in December here now."
1: How did how did it do? Do we know yet?
0: Not well. It
1: wasn't a great
0: movie. No, I, I think a lot of it was just. It, a lot of people heard the backlash on it. It was just didn't uh, watch it. Yeah, yet. and and nothing really beats watching something in a movie theater as well. I mean, like remember well, when
1: especially these kinds of movies. I mm-hmm. mean, because because they have. All the special effects that really on a small screen are small.
0: Yeah. You know? And on a big screen, they're just like so lifelike and you get caught up in the moment. Again, well, I mean, they
1: were designed to be seen that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Again, I will forever remember watching The Dark Knight with my friends on opening day back in 2000, uh, 2012, or 2012 or earlier than that. I forget when The Dark Knight came out. Yeah. And, or 2008, excuse me. To 2000. 8, 2009, I remember watching that movie with my friends in a movie theater, and the scene where the Joker slams the guy's head into a pencil and makes it disappear, a number of us in the crowd were just, like, clapping, like, wow, and we're all just in a shock and awe sort of thing here, like, like, again, like, it's really hard to admit when you, like, so, so again, like... It's, you so laugh
1: it's, when other people laugh. You, you cheer when other people cheer. Yeah,
0: and you kind of get overwhelmed by it here. I mean, the best example I can think of, and I don't have a good analogy for this, is going to be because I wasn't there for it, but you can probably speak to it here, was you watched uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back in theaters, I presumed.
1: Oh, uh, we actually went to L.A. because it wasn't in, in uh, broad release. Mm-hmm. We actually went to L.A., and saw it at Man's Chinese Theater. Ooh, ooh. And waited in line. This was in the old days when you couldn't advance buy tickets. This would have been 1976, 77,
0: 77? Uh, 77. 70, 70, so the original one came out in 77, 78. So this one 77. So yeah, so this would have been like 1980.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I was talking about the original Star Wars.
0: Oh, no. I, I, oh, okay. Okay.
1: The original Star Wars drove down to LA mm-hmm. to see it at Man's Chinese Theater. There was a Lions across the street, I was not of drinking age, um, but the person I was with was, and the two of us took turns standing in line mm-hmm. while drinking strawberry margaritas because because we stood in line for like three hours. Um, because it wasn't, a t- and the, the line literally was a blockbuster, it wrapped around the block. Um, and But I remember seeing, and, and we were cheering, yeah, it, you know, and and it's a it's a thing. Absolutely, to it, see the bar scene on on the big screen.
0: See all these different for the weird, first time. For, see all these different aliens and everything for I the can't first imagine. time.
1: Yeah, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, but again, I mean, it's one of those cases where, like, you hear again. I just can't imagine what it was like to be in the theater when, like, you know, when Darth Vader mentions, you know, no, I am your father. father. You know, and everyone just yeah, like, it's <gasps> just like audible oh, gas. Yeah, and, we yeah. were all taken aback. Yeah. yeah, just audible, just like loud. Because
1: like, <gasps> they kept that secret really well. Mm-hmm. And it was something something. even pe- even people you knew who had seen it wouldn't leak. They'd say, oh, no, you just have to see it.
0: Oh, yeah. It, not now. Now people are actively going out and spoiling. Spoiling, yeah. yeah which is the, famously when the later Harry Potter books came out. Yeah. Um, especially six and number seven here some of them got released um, some of the transcripts for it got released early online and so people went to because Harry Potter was a big deal so people would go to people would wait um, to buy the book. Yeah. And people would go and there would be people that would drive by um, or go to people in line and start whispering literal secrets secrets secrets. or, or, or spoilers from the books. Why would you do that? It's so mean. It is mean. It, it's like talking about, to me. It's like talking about Death Note and mentioning stuff that happens in Death Note because it's yeah. it's a great manga and it's a great anime. But like you don't spoil the twists and turns in that because yeah. they're super interesting and relevant to the plot. Yep. So, um, but by after the blink of the snap. But again, so with the case of uh, Black Widow, they really want to release that in theaters because that's a big tentpole movie. Yeah. And potentially the last time we'll ever get to see. Uh, Scarlett Johansson in a Marvel movie, most likely outside Why? of flashbacks. Why? Well, remember her character died in Endgame. That's true. So, um, outside of either flashbacks or um, cameos and other movies here, which is kind of the same way they plan on, I think, using Robert Downey Jr. and um, Chris Evans. I mean, like it would be
1: same question, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would love to see if Chris Evans comes back as the old man. Um, Captain America Old Man St- uh, Captain Rogers Yeah um, I, I love this great version Of this Of this uh, Headcanon online Is that After After Endgame uh, Or After he After the events of Endgame And he goes back in time And returns all the stones He goes back to Be with Ke- Peggy Carter In 19 yeah. ni- In 1950 And then actually becomes Mr. Rogers
1: Oh That'd and be- it
0: spends the next like 50 years you know as this pro- prophetic sort of um you know childhood you know yeah. mainstay for the next like 50 some odd years until he retires
1: yeah
0: you know that again like nobody you know, again that's a wonderful head at the end of the day it's not cuz everyone used to think that Fred Rogers was a um was some sort of like military sniper or something no yeah. he was just a Just a guy who went to you know guy. He was a minister. Yeah, Yeah. guy became a minister and realized that you know there really wasn't anything that was talking to children in a you know realistic light at all.
1: Well, some and some of it is his own relationship with his child. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And his own insecurities in in life and stuff like that. So. Um. So again, so where did we leave off at the end of the day here? So.
1: So who is Wanda?
0: Oh yeah. So I work
1: with somebody named Wanda.
0: So in the, Mar- in the Marvel universe, in the Marvel cinematic universe here, and actually to speak about Wanda is actually to speak about an interesting topic that has been um, kind of hanging out there a little bit. Is that um, we've never seen the X Men in the MCU at all, and there is a reason for that. Technically,
1: what is the reason?
0: So, we, to remember to to talk about this though is to kind of go back to the. I name. don't want
1: a crossover, by the way. I I, I, I think they're so so such completely different.
0: Um, Characters. Yeah. Well. I what, don't
1: I don't think they work well together.
0: Well, what I think, well, so what originally happened was is that back in the 90s, Marvel wasn't actually in a very good point space at all. By 1996, 1997, they actually had to file for bankruptcy. Ooh. And during this time, actually, in the 90s, they started selling off the film and TV rights to other people. It's how we got um, a number of different movies that came out during this during this period here. So we had um, X-Men that came out in 2000. You have Spider-Man or X-Men that got sold to Fox at the end of the day Um, in 2000, you know, came out with their own movie in 2000. They'd been releasing other um, animated features for a while here now on both. They
1: cartoons. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, cartoons. And then you had Spider-Man that got sold to Sony. The film rights got sold to Sony. And then you had the Hulk, which got sold to uh, Paramount. Or either Paramount or Universal I can't remember which I think it was Universal actually and so you had um, and this was a way that Marvel could um, tr- you know try to get money to stay mm-hmm. solvent during this time and so yeah. um, and so one of the big deals was that when they sold the rights to the X-Men uh, the film rights and television rights to Fox for X-Men one of the things they sold along with it was the rights to Newton's and mutants um and again we, we have to remember that while mutants are a um interesting class of heroes at the end of the day their powers come just basically from being born so guy, so there's initially was this kind of uh, uh racial or specious sort of tone to them that was kind of mirror or allegory as to what would be um racial tensions that were here in america during that time, during the yeah. this you know 60, nice. 70s yeah. 80s and 90s as well um, but really what Marvel did was that they just wanted to make heroes where it was like, how did they get their powers? Well, they were just born with it. Yeah. So rather than trying to come up with a um, unique sort of rationale or reason for how they got their powers and such. Um, but again, the entire concept of mutants got sold to Fox. So any character that was a mutant technically could be in a X-Men film or an X- or some sort of mutant-based property from uh, the X-Men. So, okay. so that meant that a lot of the characters that happened in the Marvel continuity couldn't be there. So you couldn't have a Professor X, Wolverine, there's some characters that weren't, There were technically mutants. And one of those sets of characters was um, Wanda Maximoff and Pietro Maximoff, better known as the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Okay. And so these were characters that couldn't really be um, in either in couldn't really be in the MCU universe because they were technically uh, mutants at the end of the day. Now, come 2006, you know they're starting pre-production on their own uh, their own movie series at this point here, which is Iron Man, which again takes off as gangbusters. Yeah. And I don't think at any particular time that they consider including mutants into their world at all. Um, initially, at least. Um, And there's actually kind of an interesting Tangential sort of thing that happens along here too Later on But obviously the Marvel content Marvel Universe Very big deal Um, And then we get to 2009 In which um, We have um, Disney who buys out Marvel For four billion dollars Yeah And becomes you know This giant tentpole of a of a Of a series and organization So what ends up happening, though, is that, um, again, the mutant characters being owned by Fox at this point means that you can't include any of them in there. But to really tell adventure stories, you know, if you're going to have Vision at any particular point, you kind of have to include Wanda, and you have to include um, Pietro or Peter at the end of the day here as well, because both these characters are Marvel char- are very much a part of the Avengers. They've been a mainstays for the Avengers for a very long time. And Wanda and Vision have notoriously had a relationship with each other. You know, going, dating back to the comics for years, they even had children at one point, which we'll talk about here in a second. Okay. Um, so 2015, the way they were able to get Wanda and Pietro in there was just to say that they were uh, they were humans that were adva- that were advanced by the Mind Stone at the end of the day. So those pesky reality stones. So
1: they, they weren't they they weren't mutants. They were humans.
0: They were humans. Yeah, they were altered by the Mind stone.
1: There's whole philosophies about the fact that we all have this ability. It's just a matter of how much you can activate your brain.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and so it works for me. And it's interesting how many heroes now have actually been, um, you know, our, bi- our powers have come from different stones. At the end of the day, so again, yeah. when we look at Captain, um, we look at. Um, you know, Captain America here, like Captain America was really response to the Space Stone, the Tesseract being yeah. out there and then even Captain Marvel um, at a certain point here was also primarily about the fact that you know, she was given her powers by the Space Stone. Yeah. And then we look at Wanda and uh, we look at Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch here, their powers were given to them by the Mind Stone at the end of the day, in the same way with Vision, which is again, a very nice nod at the end of the day that both Vision and Wanda, two beings that are given, their powers were given to them by the Mind Stone is what got them together at the end of the day too. So I thought that was a nice little um, coincidence. Yeah. So, so by the time we get to 2015 here, um, one of the things we, you have to kind of know about um, Marvel here is that when Disney bought uh, Marvel, they split up the two major factions of the Marvel uh, system. So you had the, film and television side that was led by a guy named Kevin Feige who is still um, kind of leading it here Mm -hmm. and then you had uh, the CEO of Marvel which was this exclusive uh, very reclusive kind of guy at the end of the day and on the comic book side they were since they started coming out with their own movies here in 2008 prior to that to 2006 they were actually trying to de-emphasize mutants in the comic books for almost a decade because they didn't have the rights for them you know, so at the end of the day here, why would we want to prop up uh, the mutant characters? Because they're we're never going to get to make movies out of them. Yeah, the time we can't they. use them. Yeah, we can't. Well, not that we can't use them. The comic book side owns all these characters; they can use them however oh. they want. Okay. But we can't make TV shows or movies out of them. So let's focus on things we can make stuff out yeah. of. Um, this, which led to a very interesting event called the House of M, which we'll talk about here in a little bit um, when we talk about Wanda. And House of M really did kind of reset the mutant uh, world, mutants in this world. At the end of the day, um, in a way that was very negative toward mutants, to basically minimized the amount of mutants that were in the world. And as a result of this, they were trying to, the comic books. I was trying to push, Inhumans. So, Inhumans are these um, were are these humans on are these humans that when exposed to a special gas. Gain superpowers
1: that makes them inhuman.
0: they the yeah, again they're these okay. we, originally they originally or later on they were explained to be. Um, do you remember the green people from uh, from Captain Marvel? Yes. So the scrolls nebula, uh, not nebula. She's blue, okay. but she's, um, she's blue. Okay. Yeah, so they, these were the green guys that shape changed and everything.
1: Oh, I do remember them. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, in classic Marvel. Comic books here, they're bad guys. Yeah, in the Marvel conti- in the Marvel cinematic universe, they're kind of like outcasts, sort of refugees. Yeah, which I like. I kind of which, like
1: which she. Yeah, and and I actually like the way that story was told. Yeah, because they're I, bad guys until she learns they're really not.
0: Yeah, you know, and they're just, they're what they're doing. You know, now makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah, um, but we get to the Marvel continuity though. They're bad guys, and they were genetically altering. Um, or, is it Scrolls or... No, actually, excuse me, my apologies. I'm, I'm forgetting the wrong people here. Um, no, it was the blue people from um, uh, from Captain Marvel. Okay. Who, who we thought were the good guys, you know, the... the...
1: Oh, okay, and they give her her suit, and, and then she changes yeah, the, yeah, so. s- s- the suit colors.
0: Yeah, I, I'm so drawn That's okay. on, like, right now, okay. I can't believe... um, So they were experimenting with humans... Um, as potential slaves, Rob so, Lowe. yeah, Yeah. and um, so this gas is basically like a rite of passage. So you you know like you, you turn like 15 and you go into this gas and you get superpowers, and they differ. They're very again at the end of the day they're they're legally distinct from mutants, but not really because they have a choice of getting superpowers and stuff. Um, they're led by a guy. It's who, given
1: to them as opposed to being born with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and even then, I mean, like you don't really get to choose what your superpowers are; they're just whatever happens to you. Um, it was a big, it was a big focus of season one and season two of Agents of Sealed that was on um, AB, that was on ABC. ABC
1: yeah.
0: Um, and so that was a big part of that of that series for a while. Um, and they even had a TV series called Inhumans that was cut, that was out for a bit. Now it was interesting to say the least because Inhumans themselves are weird. Um. Their leader is a guy that um, can't talk because if he talks, his voice is so strong it kills people. So he does that's a, l- a,
1: that's a tough skill in a leader. Leaders are supposed to be able to persuade.
0: Yeah, so he does a lot of stuff with, uh, you know, um, he talks a lot with uh, sign language and motions. Um, he has something on his head that lets him kind of My speak mouth? telepathically with some okay. of his other inhumans. Yeah. His wife's special power is her hair moves.
1: Interesting. She's
0: got like this like carpet, you know, she's got like this floor length, you know, hair that, you know, works like vines at the end of the day. I guess is the best way to describe it. Cool. Um, the way they travel is by a dog that teleports. A dog? Yeah. A, a dog that, a, a, um, I forgot. It's kind of like a, it's a, uh, like a pit bull. Another people like what's the what's the one where like it's kind of like um like like a uh, like you hit a dog with a shovel in the face pug or not a pug no. it's 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 like one of those a like bulldog it, yeah kind of like a bulldog yeah okay. so it's kind of like a bulldog um but it's the size of my desk and my desk is about a six foot tall is about yeah, six foot long four yeah. it's a big like, desk it's a it's a it's the size of a big desk and it transports them around the world that's how they get around um, but yeah, they were trying to really push in humans, and a number of events in um, the Mar- in the Marvel comic books actually was trying to de-emphasize and actually get rid of mut- mutants in a lot of ways. This is also the same storyline where we saw um, we saw a number of major key characters kind of get killed at the end of the day. This includes uh, Wolverine, Cyclops, Professor X. Um, Another of the heroes were either depowered or. Um, completely gone including a lot of uh, very popular children or teenage uh, super teenage mutant characters huh. it, it, we, rem- we have to remember that originally x um the school was based off of for students or teenagers that had mutant powers and they right. would go to a safe place to go do it and eventually that's continued well over the time where you have lots of teenage uh, mutants that have had um, that have gone to the school here over time I mean there's lots of different characters I actually
1: there. liked that concept
0: yeah, it's like Hogwarts, but for superpowers.
1: And gives people a, a chance to be um, with other people who can accept them and not be threatened by them.
0: Yeah, or at least in a place that if you were a dangerous sort of thing here, uh, a dangerous power, you could learn it. to control it, or you would yeah. have people around you that would help you through it. Yeah. Yeah, very much.
1: I like that concept. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Um, and again, it's, since then, they've also been moved around a lot. They've been the Avengers versus X-Men, and it's it's been a rather... Um, unfortunate turn of events for a lot of the mutants. Eventually, this right. Eventually, this head of Marvel got ousted because he wasn't playing nice with Disney, and um, he's since exited the picture at this point. Um, and mutants have started. To, mutants again. It's one of these weird things where, like, you can't really get rid of mutants at the end of the day. You know, like, there's no way you're ever going to replace popularity of. Wolverine. Wolverine, Cyclops, Professor X, Magneto, like all these really key characters. Is part,
1: of, is, is part of Wolverine's popularity that that he was so well personified by by Hugh Jackson?
0: It, not only Jackson. just Hugh Jackson, I think a lot of this also had to do with Jackson. the um, early 2000s um, version of the character um, that was on Fox.
1: Ah, okay. So
0: a lot of it was like this loner kind of guy that's like super strong and basically an unstoppable killing machine and um, there was this thing I think called '90s cool' that you have to kind of presume that like things were cool for character. You know, it was you know these were our characters. They're cool because they're '90s and they're they're buff and they're hard and they're edgy and they're rude and but like but they're not really heroic. They're heroic because we say they're heroic. It was like, uh, uh, uh. but
1: I like the concept of '90s cool because like like nobody ever says anything from the '80s is cool.
0: No, I mean, like again, we we look back to it now again. I mean, like we look at characters like Blade, who is this, you know, Samuel or not Samuel Jackson, but um Wesley Snipes, you know, all dressed in black leather, you know, vampire hunter with a with a samurai with a with a katana. At the end of the day, it's kind of like it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's 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 a cool idea, but like it's it's. 90s school was pushed really really hard for characters that were not really heroic like this is also where we got a lot more of the Punisher you know being cool um you have Spawn and a lot of other characters which are not necessarily heroic characters but they're portrayed as the heroes in a show in a in a comic book TV show or movie you know like you know not in not anti-hero either anti-hero being the notion of that um that they're heroic but not in the typical ways you would be heroic. You know, this out of way. Yeah. So, um, and now actually, so as we fast forward here back to the present here now, in 2019, Disney bought um, Fox Media Brands. So they now were able to reincorporate and bought, buy back the rights to not only the Fantastic Four, uh, but x and All Mutants again. So now these characters have a lot more Viability to actually come back into the MCU, um, which is spe- which is you know kind of uh, harkened to a lot of people asking questions about potentially, you know, are they going to, um, you know, reinvite some mutants into the world here to start seeding them in some sort of way, shape, or form, and I, I think it's a possibility because again, there's a lot of mutant characters that were in the Avengers at the end of the day. I mean, like everyone. The Avengers, I mean everyone at one point was in the event. has been in the Avengers.
1: But I I think as they line up now, you can have a cast of too many characters. Oh yes. And as they line up now, you've got enough people in the Avengers all by themselves. Um that that there's a lot of storyline to be told there.
0: I, there's I mean, one yeah, may, I think there's more than enough room for the Avengers storylines and I would kind of what I would really like to see eventually happen here and I think they're kind of just waiting on the last sets of X-Men films to kind of dry out a little bit before reintroducing it um kind of like how like the new Star Wars prequels um, didn't really start coming out until like 2015 yeah and they hadn't been around since 2003 really uh, but by that point again 2012 was when they bought out um, Lucas at that point Lucas films.
1: Well, but I think think so that the the Star Wars sort of fill in storylines. Rogue One Mm -hmm. as an example. Um, Solo not as, well, just, yeah. I kind of
0: like Solo in a certain way. Like, it's perfectly fine until you remember, oh, yeah, this is a Star Wars movie. If we were just watching, like, this dashing young hero, you know. If we were just watching Han Solo as itself and forgot the fact that it's the Millennium it, feeds it feeds into something else. If you other see, stuff. if
1: you see it as its own standalone. Yes. Okay. I thought that that um, Star Wars did a good job with creating things that could be
0: standalone. Yes.
1: That you didn't have to know the rest of the story in order to appreciate that movie, but the movie fit in the genre.
0: Yeah, and Marvels have done a really great job of that as well with a lot of their like like again like you look at Ant Man and
1: <laughs> Ant Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that man. Because he just
0: it it doesn't look like he makes he he should be there and yet he is there.
1: And and he holds his own. Yes. Yeah.
0: So you have characters like Ant-Man again where like when that movie came out like we were well into phase 2 it was a lot of um or actually just it's right after Age of Ultron actually. Yeah. And um and it's a, it's a movie where it like
1: it works on its own. It, yeah,
0: very much works on its own. They've done a really good job of that here as well. Like, Captain Marvel stands on her own. Um, I think the first Spider-Man, if you forget the fact that he was in the Avengers movies, like it, it does stand well, semi-well no, on its I, own.
1: I didn't, I didn't like Captain Marvel's role in... Um,
0: in Endgame? Yeah. I, I don't either, but what I have to remind myself is that the Captain Marvel of uh, current Marvel continuity is very much of the same caliber as Superman is of the DC continuity.
1: You you don't get to be, come in at the last moment.
0: Not so much you don't get to come in at the last moment, but so much as that um, the character really... Um, kind of arrogant. Well, not just arrogant, <laughs> but sorry. like it, arrogant and very powerful at the end of the day. I mean, like yeah. if she... To have her...
1: But she's busy someplace else. She can't always be there, you know. Yeah,
0: and 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 that's how they kind of write her out until the very end. And when she gets yeah. there, like she's very much the turning point in that entire yep. fight for a while.
1: She's the decision maker mm-hmm. of sorts, but but it just
0: it feels like it feels like a wasted opportunity.
1: Well, it, and it feels like devaluing everybody else who was there from the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting where her stories lie um, yeah. lie in the future here as well, because they clearly take place outside of Earth and they don't interact with well, Earth at and, all.
1: And 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 you know, you used to think I wouldn't like that. Um the whole sort of there, this is a this is taking place someplace else. Um but Guardians of the Galaxy got me over that. Yeah. Because um Guardians of the Galaxy takes you to delightfully um other world. worlds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's they're very, very cool whenever you go in there. And it looks like and and again, it's 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 always one of these things. Where like if, if, if there's a huge ensemble cast and it looks like a lot of people are having fun, you know, like I want to have fun too. Yeah, So it's the main reason why I. Oh, like,
1: it, it, to me, they are the most fun of of the series.
0: Mm-hmm. And now they have the
1: it, it, and and they're they're just so snarky. lovely, snarky, yeah.
0: And they have now now they have Fat Thor too, which I'm sure the entire portion that
1: <laughs> I'm I, I'm. That Thor, but now now what are you gonna do with Nebula and the sister?
0: I imagine that the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie will partly be taking place where um, the this, the, the, on, the ongoing joke is gonna be getting Thor thin again. Right. So there's gonna be a number of cases where like Thor wants to go drinking or wants to go snack and they're gonna be like right. snatching it out of his hands or being like, Come on man, you gotta do more you gotta do more more exercise here. Sort of snarkiness there. Um but the primary bulk of that movie is going to be finding Gamora. Yeah. You know? Because again the Gamora the Gamora that we knew from the original MCU died at the hands of Thanos to get yeah. the So that he channel. could realize his yeah. And the new Gamora that we have now is from an alternate is from the past now. So um
1: And she has that moment she's just she's him? Really him?
0: Really? I chose him was like Yeah. Is that or is it was the idiot or a tree? So or it it's the she did not They've mean. got to fall back in love. Yeah. So well, ideally if you either fall back think, in love. I was, hoping,
1: be, I was hoping that would be the story. I, I
0: hope, hope story so too. Um, a story. hmm yeah. So again, a lot of fans have been kind of wondering here at the end of the day how are we gonna get um, mutants into the MCU. And I really do think actually that what's probably gonna happen here and I would wager this probably happens sometime in Twenty twenty seven or twenty twenty eight here uh-huh. is that Doctor Strange goes into an alternate reality because again they've yeah. is, his next upcoming movie is uh, Doctor Strange and the and the multiverse right and sets up the opportunity or possibility that they go to a world where Iron Man Captain America Scarlet Witch is, or Black Widow and all these other characters. Exist,
1: so a uh, uh, sort of a, a a netherworld heaven.
0: Well, not so much that they exist, but so much as that, like, you know, we've gone to a different reality, and or reality has somehow been warped and changed, and so we can get back to. So now we have mutants in the world, and they're interacting with potential Marvel stuff here. At the end of the day, could be fun, you know. Um, and that that's a possibility on how they might consider doing that because. One of the big deals with Wanda here is that, um... And let's let's talk about Wanda here at this point here, so... Um... Born to a Max Eisenhart, who we better know as Magneto.
1: Oh, okay.
0: She is the mutant daughter of Magneto, along with her brother Pietro. Um... Now, they didn't originally know their father was Magneto until many, many years later. Um... And so they were technically orphans who grew up on this, um kind of magical mountain with other gypsies um, and were basically kind of, that was their life for the most part. Raised by a tribe. Raised, Yeah, raised by a tribe here. Um, and it was in, and eventually as a result of their powers starting to become more active that they got saved by Magneto at one point and then pledged their loyalty to him who helped train them how to use their powers better. And so the, Wanda and Pietro um, were very much a part of the Brotherhood of Mutants, which is Magneto's sort of... Now, we have to remember, and I don't know if we talked about this enough, when we talked about X-Men, but I think X-Men is a good yeah. thing, a good tangent to go off onto, is that mutants Is that mutants? are, that mut- mutants are known as um, homo superiors. Not homo sapiens, but homo superiors. Superiors, okay. And Magneto believes that it's the next evolutionary nine in humans and that as a result he that mutants are the superior race to humans and should be running the world so he's very much a a, a terrorist in that particular aspect at the end of the day
1: his own little Thanos.
0: yeah his own little Thanos. but i mean like he wants to he doesn't want to kill humanity he just wants to rule over humanity because he believes his his race of other mutants are of the superior um superior race here and he's very much made a point of saying you know like i don't want to hurt any other mutants like why are you guys fighting me we should be working together to, to you know to rule the planet here because we are the rightful rulers at this point versus you know the x-men are very much like no let's work together because there's a lot more of them than there are of us yeah. yeah so um but wanda and pietro were initially uh, big supporters of um of uh Magneto here and at one point they left and when they left um this was also at a point in which the Avengers didn't have a lot of teammates on there um and so Captain America decided needing to form a team recruited both Wanda and Quicksilver and also a young individual known as uh Hawkeye I believe his name is Oh really? Yeah, so because
1: I'm a fan of Hawkeye, as you know.
0: Yeah, so he wasn't actually originally a part of the Avengers at all. He was actually a bad guy of. He was actually like an agent of this uh, Black Widow initially, who was this.
1: He becomes so dark after the snap.
0: Oh my goodness! So so well, I mean, like, can you blame him?
1: I I I can't. Except it's just not. I don't know where I would have expected him to go, but that wasn't it.
0: Yeah. But I I, I like the way that he I, I oh
1: no I I think it worked it worked really well yeah yeah so pulling him back from that
0: oh yeah no again that that, that scene in which is like no no don't do that don't do that don't do what don't give me hope yeah yeah you because know, he's a guy that has literally nothing he's to lose l-
1: he's, yeah yeah
0: so at this point here Wanda um, joins with the Avengers and both Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are. Long time good guy members of the Avengers for a very long period of time. Um, the two are relatively inseparable, though, as twins. Like, they, rare, they rarely go uh, far away from each other.
1: But it's Wanda Vision.
0: Yes. So, speaking of the Vision, the Vision, um, Wanda has a relationship with Vision at a certain point here. Um, and they have. Um, in. To talk about Vision, we'll talk about him here in just a moment here, um, just to keep it the timeline. So length.
1: Vision is a being.
0: Huh? Vision is a being. Vision is what they call a Sithenoid, and it's different from a robot, and slightly different from an android, because what Vision has, according to the comic books, is that there was original, now, now when I say the Human Torch, we usually think of the uh, Fantastic Four character, the Human yeah. Torch. Yeah, yeah. Well, in World War II, there was an android known as the Human Torch, and which is very much modeled after, you know, which the um, later Fantastic Four modeled their their uh, Human Torch off of. Okay. Um, and the android had, was made by this guy uh, named uh, Ian Horton or Philip Horton. I can't remember which. I apologize. I should have added that to my notes here. Um, but, like, the Human Torch was this really kind of super sentient, you know, Android at the end of the day. Uh, Ultron, um, when Ultron wanted to create a bad guy is a way to court of corner the um, the Avengers here. Now Ultron being a creation of a character named Hank Pym, same guy who was who, who Ant-Man. Um, Hank, Pym, Hank Pym in this world is a super genius of um, that's even smarter than Tony Stark is. Um,
1: but in a different way.
0: No, no, no. In, in 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 like almost every conceivable way. Really? Yeah. Like he's um, none of the, you know cause again like he builds robots. He's built advanced, super advanced AI. Um, where Tony Stark is a really in, ingenious and industrial sort of person that creates mm-hmm. his armor to to help him at this point. Hank Pym is this industrialist sort of genius that has built stuff to avoid having to do the fighting on his own. But it's literally also where like the Hank, part, Hank Pym, or the Pym particle comes from as well, that shrinks people up and down to different sizes here. Allows us to Ant-Man. Yeah. I mean, in, in Marvel continuity, in the original comic continuity, like it's Hank Pym, <clears throat> then Stark, and then other people down, and then like the Beast and other people down the line. Okay. So, but the Hank Pym is considered like the smartest guy in the world. And second only to Tony Stark, and Tony Stark would be higher if it weren't for the fact that Tony Stark has money and likes to be a playboy at the same time.
1: He has other interests.
0: Yeah, so that, that, that dedicated. yeah, that's that's really the really only thing kind of holding him back. Um, but so the Vision himself is a synthoid made of so Ultron, who was again uh, was the AI created by Hank Pym. Steals the Human Torch's remains from um, Professor Horton. And and one of the big things that was a part of the Human Torch was that it had something called the Horton cells. Now, synthoids um, are pretty much undistinguishable from humans with the exception that they're built using these Horton cells at the end of the day that mimic... But um, the RAI... They are AI. They are robots at the end of the day, but yeah. their their organs are built using the um, using this technology at the, this Horton cells at the end of the day, which gives them lifelike skin, muscles, and things of that nature. Um, so, using this the body of the android body of what was the Human Torch from the from World War II, these Horton cells and a gem called the Solar Gem, which is mimicked to what we would consider the Mind Gem here. Uh, They created Vision, which was meant to be an envision of what um, Ultron wanted to be at the end of the day. day. Age of Ultron. Yes. So um, the Vision was originally set to be this bad guy for um, the Avengers and eventually was meant to be um, a double agent for Ultron with the sense that Ultron would use um, the Vision as a sleeper agent to eventually either bring himself back at certain points or to uh, rewrite history, uh, you know, or to get back into power. So he kind of slowly manipulate the Vision into doing stuff that he didn't know he was really doing at the end of the day or subconsciously doing. Um, But to go back to both Wanda and Vision here, like, they had a relationship for a long period of time. And through... Now, unfortunately, Vision can't give birth to children at the end... Wanda can't have um, children, children with, with him Vision, at all. yeah. So, through a weird storyline here, they actually magically like she got pregnant and gave birth to two twins named um, Tommy and Billy, whose powers actually mimic both the Scarlet Witch's and uh, Quicksilver's powers, and that one of them is super fast, and the other one has um, magical sort of witch-like qualities yes, and yeah. abilities. And I'll explain their powers here in a little bit because they're both kind of weird uh, relationships here. Um, but those children were actually parts of what was the Marvel Satan uh, known as Mephisto. So Marvel has, has a Satan uh, or a demon-esque character His is Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the same guy who gives um, uh, Ghost Rider his powers.
1: Okay, so I just want to point out that, that when you have bad guys, you frequently put M's on them. You, you have... You know, Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Magneto. Magneto, Ma- Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Maleficent. Different different genre, but hey. Proves my point.
0: Mm, bad guys. Yeah. So. Um, so again, these children were creations of, were parts of Mephisto's uh, powers. And when he decided he wanted all of those powers back, he basically blinked the children out of existence. <gasps> I know. It's wrong? Yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> Wanda had a lot of turmoil over it. Somebody came in and actually clouded her mind to forget the children um, um, at the end of the day. It's also slightly during this point as well, just like a, a year or two later, where the Vision gets kidnapped um, and deconstructed. He's um, like when you see the, the picture that I found online. I'll and ha- I'll have to find it. I'll have to include it in the podcast notes here. He's um, a strewn out over this table, like flat almost. Oh, um, and as a result, um, he gets rebuilt by Tony Stark and um, and Hank Pym. But in the process of rebuilding him, he loses um, his humanity. So he goes Aww. back to being kind of a robot, and he's also. Um, the skin that was also on the Vision as well, which is red kind of suit skin, yeah, that's uh, unfortunately been damaged, and so he's this white, sort of neutral-looking Vision for a period of time. Um, it's it's explained in the comic books that, he, uh, that the Solar Gem absorbed um, other, um, other people's uh, memories and souls, almost, that gave Vision his humanity at the end of the day. Um, and that in the process of rebuilding him here, those people that were part of his memories and soul of Vision um, had been brought back to life. One of those characters being Wonder Man.
1: Wonder Man?
0: Yeah, I don't don't have time to go into him yeah, because it's okay. a weird sort of thing. Okay. Um, that character had been brought back to life, and so he didn't want to have his memories um, given back to Vision here at the end of the day because he felt it was an invasion of his soul. Oh, so, like, he had like moral uh, moral uh, objections to it. Now, eventually, um, vision. What, what we kind of consider this is the second vision here. Now, because um, again, like the ship of the Argonauts here. Like, if you take all the wood pieces out, is it the same ship at the end of the day here? Okay. Even though, like, it's even though it's built in the same way, but if it doesn't have any, He's anything, lost his humanity. Yes, yeah, so he lo- loses his humanity. He gains it back by absorbing other. Kind of memories and souls, so he gets back his own kind of stuff here. But um, him and Wanda eventually. It's not the same thing. Not the same, no. Um, And him and Wanda eventually kind of split up here. Um, And so leading up to Wanda's big thing here, um, because this is really the event that Wanda's most well known for here, Mm -hmm. um, somebody mentions Wanda's kids, which triggers her memory and makes her go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Not in the sense of, you know. A a straight jacket, you know, a straight jacket hugging a padded, padded room, but her powers go crazy and go out of her control. Um, Part of what ends up happening here is that she lashes out at a bunch of different heroes who, where she can't control her powers. Um, One of those heroes is the Vision, who literally takes a Quinjet, which is their kind of flying transport stuff, Mm -hmm. crashes it into the Avengers Mansion. And, you know, Vision very much makes a point of saying, I'm sorry, I don't have any control over me right now. And Vision ends up releasing miniature versions of Ultron that get out. And then, so that respawns Ultron. Um, and he gets literally ripped in half by the She-Hulk. Like, right down the middle, just rips him in half in order to stop him.
1: There's a She-Hulk? Yes. did not know
0: this. Oh, she is awesome. Okay. Um, so you remember how the Hulk was in Endgame? Yeah. yeah. Imagine that, but like, it's this like really. Um, it, so the She-Hulk, I forget what her actual name is, but she is the cousin of Peter, part of um, of um, who's the Hulk here, uh, Bruce Banner. So she's the cousin of Bruce Banner. Um, during a during a um, during some sort of incident in which she gets hurt. Um, she gets a blood transfusion from Bruce Banner. And she, he's the only, you know, person with a relative, s- yeah. relative with similar blood to her. Um, <laughs> well, as a result, she gets gamma radiation from his blood and turns into the She-Hulk. But unlike um, unlike Bruce Banner, where he's this, like, you know, eight foot tall, eight foot, nine foot tall, you know, monstrous, yeah. you know, mess... Um, the She-Hulk, you know, and, and the Hulk can't remember his own humanity at that point, he's yeah. in Neanderthalish. Um, the She-Hulk actually not only recall remembers everything about her life, um, but she goes from kind of being this kind of geeky, nerdy sort of girl to this, like, super hot, super sexy, like, the buffest, you know, kind of, like, gym person out there. And, and she also again becomes, like, six and uh, six i think it's like six foot seven six foot eight in height as well like, yeah like um uh do you remember a wrestler back in the day called china
1: yes i actually do remember china
0: there was talks of her being the she-hulk for a period of time ah so kind of like that but taller and a lot more outgoing and like flirty even
1: okay
0: the she-hulk is awesome she's getting her own tv she's getting her own marvel tv series on disney plus here as well very cool so the i don't know when that's happening i think it's happening sometime 2022 most likely but um she's gonna have her own series it's gonna be awesome because she's a lawyer and she goes to court in like very revealing tops and outfits a professional attire yeah um as the She-Hulk, because she can't she can't transform back and forth like Bruce Banner does at all. She just stays as She-Hulk the entire time. Oh, okay. So it's this huge green person walking around, and it's, it's she's awesome. She really is just awesome.
1: Looking forward to it. Yes,
0: um, but at this point here again, Vision has been ripped in half. They rebuild him into a third Vision, who who just secretly goes to the She-Hulk and apologizes. You know, like I'm really sorry we did that. Yeah. You know that, that this happened. And she Hulk apologizes as well. It's like I'm sorry. I, I destroyed your envisions very much. Of like, no, 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 no. I understand why you did it. Yeah. It's I. I get. It. I, I get it. I, I understand. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But in the meantime, here now, Wanda has actually been. Um, after these events here, um, Magneto comes in to go save Wanda at this point and takes her to Professor X with the intention of like helping her control her powers. Famously, we have to remember that Professor X did the same thing with Jean Grey. Jean Grey had this phenomenal psychic powers that threatened to rip across, rip her and other people apart entirely. And it was Professor X that actually put in mental blockers into her that would um, limit her power and growth. So that way, because um, as a ch- as a very young teen, she, she could do amazing stuff here. Um, but it threatened herself and other people as well because she couldn't control her powers. Yeah. Um, so the idea was to take her to Magne- uh, take Wanda to Professor X or Xavier. At the end of the day, to do something similar, um, and it came actually to the discussion of, you know, I can't control her powers at all. They're too chaotic. Should we kill her to stop her?
1: Oh, that's me.
0: Yes, um, and it's during these events that she rea- that she learns this and instigates um, her most famous reality warping of all time, known as the House of M. So. so, the House of M is a big, multi-part, sort of uh, huge crossover event um, in Marvel that basically said that. Um, that basically flipped the dynamic of humans and mutants. So mutants were now the most prominent species on Earth and they were living like this most idyllic, perfect version. So like, Magneto was the ruler of the world, Professor Xavier could walk, um, Cyclops could see again. All these different characters had just like the perfect lives now. You know, Captain. Uh, we have to remember that Captain Marvel was uh, Miss Marvel at the time, who was this alcoholic in the It was this drunken uh, Alcoholic sort of person that was trying to get over Herself She was leading a great life It's actually the house of M um, Coming out of the house of M That really kind of makes Miss Marvel think Well I could have done that in real life I'll do that and that's how she becomes Captain Marvel instead Um, You know know, Everyone's been brought back People have been brought back to life Wanda's got her kids again And it's just perfect Everything's back to the Everything's the way everyone would like it to. I mean, um, Spider-Man is back with um, her. Outmay is younger and has got um, Gwen Stacy is back as well. Um, Captain America um, is not around, but he has gone back in time and he is happy. He never got frozen and rethought out centuries, you know, uh, years and years later, Later, decades later. Um, Everyone's leading the most idyllic life. But some people remember that this isn't the right way. Um, one of those individuals is Wolverine because of the way his uh, body works is that it's a healing factor, but it also heals his mind as well. So he's partly uh, resistant to uh, um, psionic and uh, telepathic suggestions and stuff as well. Okay. Um, and another, there's another actual mutant which actually is able to negate some of these powers um, and keep in mind, even Magneto doesn't realize this is actually happening. He's painted throughout the entire comic as being the leader of House of... the uh, leader of all the mutants at this point. Um, but he doesn't even know that he... that, you know, the reality's ever changed at all. This is just how it always has been. Although the comic gives you the impression that, like, he knows and he's manipulating Wanda to do it. Come to find out when Magneto gets his partners back that it was actually Quicksilver that did this. Quicksilver, who gave the idea to Wanda, that said, um, "You, you know, you should make your own version where you got your kids again, where you could be happy, where you could be happy." Yeah, yeah. Um, Magneto is very upset about this and actually kills Quicksilver. But we have to remember that we're in Wanda's reality, mar- reality sort of at the end of the day here. So she's able to bring back Quicksilver back to life, and she utter and she basically like chastises everybody for trying to ruin her happiness at the end of the day. We have to remember that one of the reasons Marvel was really popular um, as a comic book series is that mm-hmm. it literally took digs at its characters all the time. Their characters are dramatically flawed, and they would poke poke a lot of those holes all the time in their characters as far as why they were flawed and how those flaws manifested themselves. You know, like, so... Um, there's a character... There's my One of my favorite characters in Star Trek is named Miles O'Brien... Mm -hmm. And there's whole episodes where this character is called kick Miles O'Brien episodes, where you put Miles O'Brien in, like, these horrible situations and watch as he, being a perfect idyllic person, or as a good person, comes out of it somehow changed and warped by it. You know, you you torture the character because he's a good guy at the end of the day. Similar character, I think, with Wanda has been somewhat tortured um, by writers in the past. Miss Marvel is very much a famously tortured character at certain points. Um, but basically Wanda like chastises everybody over how she, of, of what's going on. It's like, I gave you guys everything you guys ever wanted and you still weren't happy. And I've, you know, tried to do everything to help you guys here. So she ends House of M. So everything goes back to normal, but she whispers three little words. No more mutants. So and now mind you, House of M happens in about 2005, 2006. Um, after coming out of house of M, those three little words basically said, rewrit all of um, a lot of the humanity and um, at this point here, it took the mutant population down to only 10% of what it had been before. because before there was all these mutants kind of running around with powers and everything, it dehuman depowered all these different mutants. It also basically uh, it also actually halted the X gene, which is what gives mutants their powers. And so theory, there was never going to be any more children that would be born going forward that would have the X-Gene. So there would be no more mutants at a, at a certain point here. Um, now, eventually what ended up happening was is that there were, in the X-Men continuity, there's a mutant that um, could give people back their powers. Uh, famously, Cyclops didn't have powers for a while, and then after coming in contact with this one, one mutant, he got his powers back. Um, similar with some other mutants but for the most part a lot of mutants stayed depowered for a long time and actually um, disappeared from comics now eventually due to some reality manipulation again the X gene started appearing more frequently again so you get more mutants um, but there was a period of time where
1: but they have to crossmate to do that
0: no it could be anybody
1: it could be anybody yeah
0: okay. and famously a lot of you know it's a lot of parents that aren't mutants who give birth to mutants and if you it's not even said that two mutants having children together will actually have a mutant child at the end of the day it's um the same kind of um if you remember back in high school and genes you know like it's that same sort of um recessive gene sort of element
1: so we're back back to Mendelssohn and the uh sweet piece
0: yeah so um so from here Wanda is um you know, Vision and Wanda continue to kind of exist. Uh, Wanda is very much less less involved with the Avengers, as Vision is more obviously with the Avengers. Um, and at a certain point here, Wanda actually discovers that, well, this uh, actually places a a curse on her family, and to, in order to prove a point to Magneto, who is trying to stop her from whatever she's doing, and. It come to find out that it actually doesn't affect Magneto; only fix, it affects her and Quicksilver, and that's how she realizes that Magneto is actually not her father, and that she's actually not a mutant at all. So that weird oh. so that weird mountain that I was talking about beforehand yeah that somehow mountain is led by um, another with the gypsies with the gypsies is led by another character who I can't recall his name immediately, and I forgot to write his name down. Um, but this guy create, this guy manipulates the genes of other people of other creatures on the mountains. who's actually created human um, hybrid animal things, not unlike um, the Island of Dr. Monroe.
1: Yeah, it's gonna say very Faustian.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, at a certain point here, it's actually revealed that um, the birthing mother and the midwife for both Pietro and Wanda was a cowwoman woman named Bolva. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she makes a weird cameo in Wandavision too, actually, which is kind of funny. She's the uh, fictional mascot for the milk in the series. Okay. So That's cute. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of cute little nods and Easter eggs if you know what you're looking for in in there. Um. So it's, what's eventually revealed here actually is that Wanda's is actually um, a witch. She has similar magical powers on the same lines of...
1: Do tell me there's a Bewitched episode. No. Oh, that's too
0: bad. Uh, uh, well, again, depending how you look at it.
1: Okay.
0: Because, again, they're, they're mixing and matching a lot of genres here. Um, but the... So Wanda herself is a magical person, not unlike Doctor Strange. And what's unique about Wanda is that she controls something called chaos magic, which is how you get to the whole... Uh, mana- um, uh, reality manipulation and, and causality sort of stuff here. She's trained now as a, in a bunch of standard kind of magical stuff from, like, levitation, uh, astral projection, kind of the same hallmarks of what Doctor Strange has. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has this hyper-focus in what is known as chaos magic. Um, we speak about her powers, Wanda's original powers were known as hexes. And so what she would do, she would put a hex on somebody... And negative stuff would happen based off whatever heck she did. It's kind of like curses, I guess. Okay. So, like, she would put curses on people with the intention of that, um, disrupting their power, either disrupting their powers or um, making them slip and fall or being unable to hit other stuff, basically to her own advantage um, at the end of the day here. And um, and she was originally thought to be a mutant because, again, like, back in that day, I mean, like, magic wasn't a well-known thing here except for Doctor Strange. Um, and basically, like any sort of weird sort of happening was obviously oh that's a mutant that's a mutant I know a mutant when I see one that's a mutant. We see a mutant right over there. There's a mutant. Yeah. Um, so that kind of logic. And so, um, Wanda at this particular point in the comics is more of a is is not as prominent because she's not really an Avenger. She's more of the magical realm now. Uh huh. Um and. She pops up quite a bit in future, in like future Dr. Strange stuff here. And it's actually thought uh-huh. that Scarlet Witch will be the main antagonist for Dr. Strange's um, next major big movie when it comes out in 2022.
1: So she's going to be a bad guy.
0: Potentially. Okay. Don't know all the details of that here just yet. Okay. Um, Vision. I adore Dr. Strange. Oh, I love Dr. Strange. The, so the
1: look, everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch was the perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. perfect. It's, it's. i i I miss his british accent but i mean like i'm okay with that it's
1: good in a number of things
0: oh my goodness so good um when we get to vision vision's powers is actually kind of interesting where um his horton cell so he has the solar gem which allows him to project um beams at the end of the day um both out of the crystal and then out of his eyes and hands um the gem actually powers and holds um the gem itself is like a is the, is the powers of a human brain, but a hundred times faster. So, as you can imagine, Vision can make you know, you know, very large calculations much quicker than a normal human would. Um, and then, what's interesting about his body is that his horton cells, which kind of control his body, um, allow him to change the density of his body. So, this is how Vision can. Um, be really, really super hard, but at the same time, things can pass through him because he can change the density of his body at will. Uh, Also, should make a point here of saying um, that at a certain point here, um, Vision actually creates his own family of Synthoids. So he's got a wife, a daughter, a daughter, and a younger son um, that he purposely built in order to... um, uh, It's an entire comic book series called The Visions, Mm -hmm. in which he's trying to actually figure out humanity on a greater level. Um, His daughter is actually apparently really cool from what I've heard, um, as she takes on kind of the more visionist sort of role in younger uh, team-ups that they have. Mm -hmm. And so it will be um, interesting to kind of see... What comes out of this at the end of the day? So, Wanda Vision, in and of itself, is supposed to be this sitcom-esque sort of stuff between Wanda and Vision um, leading a recently married life. I guess is the, is the best way to describe it. Okay. Um,
1: and which vision is this?
0: Um,
1: original vision.
0: I don't reformatted vision. I don't know how to explain that for you. Okay. Because it's. N- I know the answer, but I don't want to cloud your mind going into it. Okay.
1: All right. F- fair enough.
0: So. Um,
1: I will understand later.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So, all the right. episodes of WandaVision are all available on Disney+. They're roughly about um, a half hour or so long each. Not unlike, I think, The Mandalorian at the end of the day. Okay. Um, but I know The Mandalorian's episodes tend to be more in the 35 to 40 minute range. Uh, WandaVision is very much of the 30 minute variety, okay. um, with, some. Um, and again, one of these things, don't, don't fast forward through the credits. There are stuff that happens in the credits occasionally. Oh, okay. So
1: good, good, good to know. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise I'm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So going into the series here, there's a lot of people that we're expecting, um, that are expecting it to be a partly of House of M, a partly thing of Visions, um, and it's, interesting to see does this warp all of reality or is it a limited sort of reality sort of bending but they're having a happy life
1: that that wanda would have liked to have had
0: yes okay um and so that's where you get kind of the house of M inspired elements of it here um and so the series is hopefully going to dive in a little bit more into wanda's powers and abilities because again in as we know i'm in the mcu right now again wanda is basically just this person who's been altered by the And has both telekinetic and telekinesis uh, powers. That's moving objects with your mind, and then yeah. um, you know, being able to
1: persuade people, sort of persuade a, through your mind. The Jedi the, mind. My, talk. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Basically, the powers of like moving objects and Professor X at the same time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then Vision obviously is a um, vibranium created android who previously powered by the. Uh, mind Gem, and without the Mind Gem doesn't really have any way of being powered at the end of the day. Um, so, it'll kind of go into what happened as a Vision, because again, remember that um, Vision himself um, died twice um, in front of Wanda, actually. So, the first time Wanda purposely killed him, and in the events of the end of uh, Infinity War, in order to destroy the Mind Gem, and save the universe here at the end of the day from Thanos.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, Thanos at this point had the time gem and basically just re, you know rewound time and brought Vision back, knocked Wanda away and just went over to Vision He's like, yoink, and pulled out the Mind Stone out of his head. Head, yeah. And killed, her, killed him again in front of Wanda. Yeah. Um, Very sad. Yeah. It's unknown what happened to the Vision after that. It's assumed that he got collected by his parts where his body was collected by the Avengers and brought back to an Avengers facility for safekeeping or whether they buried him or not. It's unknown. Um, Wanda for all of her extensiveness, you know, we see her when she comes back at the end of end game mm-hmm. um, to basically just wreck Thanos for a few minutes for yeah. a moment or two. Um, no blamer. Nope. No blamer. And then there afterwards, like she's there at the Memorial for Tony Stark and then we don't see her any time after that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting here to see, like, um, where all these characters are going forward here now. Again, I mean, like... Um, now, clearly, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which got sidelined, um, and production on that stopped for about a year. Um, and so, hopefully, is going to come out later on this year. Um, and we're thinking probably sometime in either... Um, late summer, either in the summer or fall, that we haven't seen any comor- any um, trailers for it just yet. Yeah. So maybe waiting until the very end of the year.
1: Well, and I noticed in, in our neighborhood, theaters have opened back up for 25% capacity or 100 people, whichever is less. Yes. So the indoor theaters in, in Santa Clara County, California, are, are right now open, open. Kind of.
0: Yeah, I'm it's I, I have personal objections to that. I still, I still think, like, let's just be safe and, and go a little longer. But I can understand from a lot of different vantage points that, like, you know, these are th- businesses that are struggling to, st- to stick around. I mean, hey, my old job basically filed for bankruptcy here just yeah. within the last day. And, you know, for a lot of these businesses here, like, not having people, you know, you can't run a boutique if nobody can come into the store and buy anything.
1: Well and and but then you have the flip side of it at 25% capacity can they afford to operate?
0: Mhm. Yeah, can you afford to operate with 25% you know occupancy does that mean 25% staff as well because you have to have a certain number of staff uh, to run anything.
1: When you and you make a bunch of money off of the concession stands and at 25% can you staff the con- concession stands?
0: Do you even have concession stands at that yeah. point, you know? Yeah. Like, you know because, again, I mean, a lot of the part of the movie here is not just selling you a, you know, $15 ticket at the end of the day. It's also about the concessions and, you know, buying other stuff while you're there.
1: Bu- buying, buying $20 worth of popcorn and, and uh, soda.
0: God, I remember in the day when that wasn't, you know. We yeah. you could get that all for, like, you know. Yep. Oof.
1: Oh, don't, don't even. I know. 50, I remember 50 cent tickets, so.
0: I. I... Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, because again, what's been interesting here now is that they're going is that with the advent of Disney Plus here, and clearly the Mandalorian has shown that this model can work. Right. That Marvel is going to be making a lot more TV series out of their not necessarily what I would call legacy Avengers, but the the characters that are um, that have been around for a while. So. Characters like you know the Falcon and the Winter Soldier have their own series. Um, there's some new series coming out that'll have again like the She-Hulk. Uh, Miss Marvel is going to be coming out. Um, they've ended Agents of Shield here now, um, and it'll be interesting to see um, how they show the Phase Four, the, the continued Marvel continuity here. And what stuff gets um, TV series versus what will get um, movies at the end of the day. Like, I'm fairly certain that Fantastic Four is going to be a TV series at the end of the day, rather than a movie. Or if it is, it starts as a movie and then moves into a TV series.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's interesting that you get a lot of, a lot of crossover mm-hmm. now. Um, so even though it's a Spider-Man movie, it has Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. You know, and that sort of thing. Um, you get a lot of crossover now, and I think it's interesting. It seems like there's like a ratio that you get three individual movies and one everybody movie, and then three individual movies and then one everybody movie.
0: So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, so like there's it's,
1: it, that's sort of been the trend.
0: Yeah, so you get like one or two, you know, one or two. You get like two or three movies that are just single individual movies, and you get like an ensemble cast movie. There, and like it, yeah. So. Um, the big one that we've no- that we've noticed here right now is that there's no major Avenger movie scheduled for any time soon.
1: So we're not getting an ensemble movie.
0: Well, not uh, we're not getting like an all, an all a huge crossover kind of style sort of stuff here. Now, what's always been kind of the real benefit of having these movies is that you don't really need to know where you know Thor is at any particular point to be able to watch a Thor movie. You know, like having watched the previous one, you're rewarded by what's going on and that you know the characters and you know kind of the happenings of what's happening but um you're familiar but you're and you're familiar with everything but i mean like you don't absolutely have to know who thor is you know like if you had watched thor you know years ago and then watched the second thor movie um the dark world you know like yeah. like oh hey yeah isn't that um that's thor's girlfriend right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know and where was she in the last movie uh, in in ragnarok uh, who cares i don't know whatever yeah, you know, it's, they stand it's, alone. They stand alone really well, and they've always left their world building to kind of like the side... less, Not necessarily the sidelines, but not quite so overt, you know? Like, they're typically either offhanded comments or um, Easter egg nods or, like, subtle mentions yeah. um, at the end of the day, you know? And they don't go out of their way to kind of rewrite a lot of the history unless it plays an important point, and then that's the status quo for all of that kind of continuity. Like, when... Winter Soldier basically said that Shield had Hydra members in it and they disbanded Shield at the end of the day it was like oh okay well yeah. now that's the case going forward that there's Hydra agents everywhere still and yeah. that Shield doesn't exist anymore and now that Shield doesn't exist they're not leading the Avengers it's just Tony Stark leading the Avengers,
1: Avengers
0: now yeah so um it'll be interesting to kind of see you know how they do this here like I'm very curious about uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, because the Falcon's supposed to be the new Captain America. But he would obviously... He
1: hands it off. It, it, yeah.
0: and But it would obviously potentially be even better in the hands of uh, Bucky Barnes, who has been with Captain America for a lot longer and um, who doesn't already have kind of his own theming to him already outside of to just... Me,
1: to me, it was such an interesting choice because you took a character who has some very dark sides mm-hmm. and made him... Captain America,
0: the Falcon, or yeah, well, the
1: Falcon doesn't have any
0: dark dark elements oh, okay. to him.
1: Maybe I'm confusing things.
0: This is the guy with the wings on his arms. Yeah, I don't think he's got any dark sides. But he's just a very much of a um, he's um, a sidekick or a um, or a buddy to Captain America. Like kind of like what is yeah. it? Kind, of okay. kind of keeps I'm him sorry. rooted at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, Yeah. Um, as, as where I think Bucky Barnes would probably be the most logical guy to make um, Captain America. Um, but clearly his former Soviet-esque sort of uh, life where he was controlled kind of limits his p- potential for that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see um, that series, which gets started on March 19th. And um, and again, so they in. been, this is one of the few downsides with with Disney Plus is they're actually releasing it like TV shows once a week. Yeah. So instead of releasing it all at once, like uh, other streaming services like Netflix does, they're just releasing it um, piecemeal week by week by week. So you, again, it, it incentivizes you staying a member of their service for for months on end.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's interesting because the the new the new um, norm seems to be eight, nine, ten episodes. Hmm. As opposed to what we think of as a series on, on network TV. It was like
0: 20 or 30 episodes.
1: 20 to 26.
0: Yeah. 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 You, know, you know, minus like a couple episodes in the middle of the holidays, potentially. Yeah. Um, always a Christmas episode or a Halloween episode. And then.
1: Yeah. You had seasonal episodes and then mm-hmm. you had, you know, 20, 22, 23 regular episodes. And um, and so now these these are, you know, unless you're the crown. Um, and even The Crown, I think, is like 10 per season. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, your your series is this shortened thing.
0: Yep. And and I don't think that's necessarily... Um, like, if you don't need to spend 30... Ep- if you don't need to spend 13 episodes and you only need 8 episodes, why not just do it in 8?
1: Well, yeah, and, the, and that's the other part of it is it's very bingeable because you could sit over a weekend and watch a whole thing.
0: Yeah, or... Or at worst, you know, you feel rewarded that you spent the last 40 minutes watching an episode at the end of the day. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. I watched this. I feel good about this. Let's go and make, you know, I watched this and I had yeah. made dinner and I ate dinner and then I came yeah. out of it. And it's like, okay, now yeah. I can go back to doing whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's very it's, it's very nice and a very easy way to watch it now. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if this is something that um, network TV emulates on any particular level at all.
1: Um, especially with, with what used to be miniseries.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. the homework here this week is going to be watching WandaVision. There are nine episodes. Again, roughly yep. about 30 to 35 minutes each. Yep. Um, and we will talk about that when we come back next week. But so just so everyone knows, we'll have all the notes for all of our podcasts on our website at the com, where you can see all of our previous episodes and all the show notes for all that as well. I try to... Put in some, I mean, everything I talk about or around my notes, I prepare ahead of time, is what's on the website at the end of the day. Okay. Um, so, you know, kind of all my notes going into it. And then we continue the conversation as well in our Facebook group, at Facebook, group, Facebook uh, forward slash Nerd Tutorial Podcast, all is one word. And then if you want to let me know about any future topics, ideas, or thoughts on future topics here you can hit me up on twitter at nerd underscore tutorial where we follow all of our older topics that we've covered as well so any sort of new news comes out usually gets featured on that twitter page as well Um, and if you have the opportunity to please like and and share and share this uh, podcast here and leave a review as well because it helps us boost our members as well we want to try to make sure um, we can have these kind of cool nerdy topics for people um, to help educate other people who may not even be aware of them.
1: Who, who aren't nerdy themselves. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, so on behalf of my myself and my mom, we hope you, you guys stay safe out there in these weird times. And we'll see you guys again next time. Bye.